It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Bonjour. Bon, bonjour. Bon, uh, bonjour to you. Ciao. I know. <laughs> I said bonjour because you just got back from Paris, but then I was immediately like, what's the... Yeah. Ciao. Ciao. Yeah, Italian ciao. equivalent. People who say ciao, like, what's up with that? <laughs> people who just say Just it. people who aren't Italian. Yeah, like people... I know. Like, I mean, Italy is the West, non-Italians who say ciao. Yeah, it's snorty. If you do that, tell us why. I'm curious. I think it's like a tick, <laughs> like how we say genre. <laughs> Call in and tell us why you do that. Yeah. I'm in a judgment-free zone, sort of. Grace, I've been encountering um, so many raisins, and every raisin I see, I think of you. Wait, when did you last have to face down a raisin? There's raisin in this room right now. <laughs> There's a huge fucking bread. So you obviously hate. There's a huge fucking called? bread. Um, panettone. Mm. Panettone. Panettone is so shit. Again, I love Italian culture. I don't want to sound like I'm criticizing it, but like panettone is the lowest rung of like Italian cuisine. I can hear you. It's right here. It's almost the in panettone. You can hear me. Huge panettone, <laughs> and it has yeah. It's obviously filled with raisins. It's just old um, bread filled with raisins. In like a I know. compelling shape, so it tricks you. <laughs> yeah, I ate so much of it, and, I, and it was just sitting beside me, and I was eating and eating and eating. And I was like, "This isn't even yum." Yeah. The raisins did save it, though. I guess the bread is not great in Italy. No, the bread is shit. But the bread's good. I in saw it. I saw a in France. Yes, <laughs> I saw a um something tweet or a meme or some shit that said Italians go so hard with dinner and dessert that they forgot about breakfast 
That is so yeah, what do Italians eat for breakfast? They eat pastry. They eat bad pastries. Is this a lie? Like I wondered this in Paris because I for the first time ever so everything was closed because I love I love Europeans. They just don't work in August. Which I I, I get like Aussies kind of don't work in January, but they take it to a way bigger extreme. Well, they shut all the shops and they all go away and they all literally take an entire month off, which is great. But then I was thinking the yeah, but then I was thinking the other day about how August is peak season for travel. I was like, that doesn't really make much sense business wise. That's what I mean. They have no like entrepreneurial spirit. I love it. They're like, <laughs> we don't give a like fuck off. I'm like, can't you just find a young person to run this store for a week? That's not yeah or a month like yeah we were walking past it all we stayed at the same hotel that you and i stayed in when we went to paris fashion week we in um Mm -hmm. friend of the pod kate and we it's like faulty towers they were so useless it was incredible it was like funny how useless they were they weren't really like that when we were there they were pretty useless. I don't know if they cleaned the rooms once while we were there. Yes. And when we checked but out. I like that hotel. I like the, I don't know. I like I, I like Same. the aesthetics of it. I like. I'm Stockholm syndrome into loving it. When I ch- we checked out yeah. and the guy was like, what? And we we're like checking out. And he was like annoyed at us. And I was like, what else are you literally standing here for? Yeah, he used to get so grumpy at me all the time. But it's like, what are your, what else do you think is going to happen today at work? apart from people checking in and out. <laughs> like it's one of two things. Yes. But anyway, we were in the Marais and we walked past all these shops and they were all shut and one was open. <laughs> and there was just a woman inside with her arms crossed and she just stared at us and she was just like, don't you fucking even think about coming in here. <laughs> so good. She was just, yeah, it was really funny. Yeah, I um always forget that happens. And then I was thinking the other day about how, all the Australians and Kiwis and just people in general will travel over at that time aside from them making money, but also just like, for example, you guys going to Paris and nothing being open and Mm -hmm. there being nothing you can do. Yeah. It was crazy. We went to seven boys and girls was shut, which we've discussed as our OG. I was doing my tax return, Izzy, and I got to the time we're in Paris when we discovered seven (laughs) boys and girls. And I was like, Oh, I was having heart palpitations looking at the receipts. What happens is we become too friendly with the people who work at the shops and then we think we have to buy absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm so easily convinced into anything. Someone can just be like, that looks (laughs) fine on you. I'm like, I'll take it. And we kept going back like normal people. That was what I was looking at that was troubling me because I was like, we're just going back day (laughs) after day after day for like seven days. I'm like, just go once. Seven days? Seven (laughs) Seven days and seven nights. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that was closed. But then we walked into – Kate was like, let's go to this vintage store. And I was like, it looks kind of random. And then when I got inside after five minutes, I was having deja vu. And it was where you bought those bejeweled Mew Mew (laughs) booty shorts. (laughs) Because the guy was so hot that you felt bad. Well, yeah, and also I didn't fit them at the time, hence me breaking the zip and then having to buy them anyway and then getting the zip prepared. And they still don't really fit. They're in my my need to go on Depop. I shouldn't have told you to get – I'm going to formally apologize for encouraging you to get those. I know that. That was random of both of us. (laughs) They're really really cute. They're silly. They're so stupid. I don't know when I'm ever going to wear them. Unless I was in the Barbie movie. <laughs> yeah, everyone's saying Barbie core is a trend. Yeah. 
I know. It's like because obviously the photos of Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling on the rollerblades came out, but in the exact same week, Machine Gun Kelly's documentary. I don't know why we've mentioned this <sighs> twice on the podcast, but it came out and it's called Life in Pink or something. I was like, who do you think you are? They're just handing and out and documentaries. they were wearing pink. They're just giving them to anyone. I know. Who wants to watch? You know what we need to watch? I was reading a piece that said that the best music documentary like ever made is one that's like all these ones now, but about Madonna and it was made 30 years ago. And apparently it was like so pre-polished PRified documentaries that it actually offers a very genuine and crazy insight into her at the time. And apparently she like calls Antonio Banderas's girlfriend ugly and says she wants to fuck him and all this stuff. (laughs) I was like, we need to watch it and review it. Yes, and also on the subject of a similar topic, we need to read Angelica Houston. Is it Angelica Houston who has three books, three biographies, three oh, autobiographies? Does she? Or someone like that. I think it's her. I, she deserves all three. Yeah, yeah. Four. She has one that just tracks her childhood. <laughs> <and> then, <laughs> um, actually, I was listening to – a podcast that people have recommended a bazillion times to me, and I'm sure you would have been recommended it too. And let me figure out what it's actually called. I just thought it was going to be lame and dumb, but it's actually kind of funny. Oh, the suspense. Oh, right. <laughs> How Long Gone <laughs> with Chris Black and Jason Stewart. Mm-hmm. And I don't really like listening to men, especially <laughs> I'm assuming – that they may be straight in general i don't listen to any podcast with straight men Mm -hmm. ever um i i I am actually just assuming i don't know anything about these men they might not be but they're quite funny and basically i was like oh i'm not going to care about it but then the minute i put it on they were talking about kim kardashian and pete davidson breaking up for ages and they're straight um i don't know let me see it seems like a, a, a giveaway, but I'd love it if they were. How do I find out what they <laughs> Gay. <laughs> Gay or straight or they or he or <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, it's basically a podcast that premiered during the pandemic, the New York Times says, Oh, for fuck's sake. I don't know. Anyway, it was quite funny. Bi-coastal elite podcast from old friends and podcast professionals Chris Black and Jason Stewart. Who the fuck are This is just people? ringing this- a bell. I feel like I've listened to this literally once. Yeah, Vulture did a piece saying how the – I keep getting blocked on everything I open because I don't have subscriptions. But Vulture did a piece on um, the podcast – there was like a reason I brought this up and I've forgotten because we were talking about something before and I wanted to say what they, what their take was on it. And now it's already gone out of my brain. I think they're comedians. Yes. I, I remember reading, they interview people, right? They interview people and they also just talk. Yeah. This is very Jeremy up our alley. Harris is a fan. Well, it's up our alley, kind of. Uh, yeah, but anyway, I've been recommended it a bunch, finally listened, and cannot for the life of me, it'll it'll come back, but can't for the life of me think about what I was going to tell you that they said. I think I listened to the one they did with 
Liana Satinstein from Vogue. I think they started doing a lot of like media-y interviews. Yeah, one of them was an editor right. somewhere. And now it's got – and they did Raven Smith and – oh, I listened to the one with Naomi Fry from right. Thing. But never listened again. Yeah, so I had it on the other day. <laughs> oh, this is just such a – They had on Joe Holder, Izzy. Is that why? Oh, my God. Episode six, straight out the gate. Shit. We should get Joe Holder on our podcast. Yeah. I'm down. I want him to tell me Patreon how to Patreon only release. Yes. Um, yeah, we, we should get him on. I did a Nike workout this morning with Kirsty Godzo. Mm-hmm. It was really, really hard. Um, anyway, we were we had something we were talking about and those guys had an opinion on it, but it's now gone from my brain. So... What else is happening? Did you, did you already tell me the thing you were going to tell me? Um, it feels it feels like not so fun now, but basically <laughs> I I thought it was a, a silly little story, but basically I just put a Diet Coke in the freezer for Zach last night as a little treat when he got home. And mm-hmm. we're 100 now, so he was like, no, I don't want to drink it because if I drink caffeine, I'll stay up late. And I forgot to take it. Does Diet Coke have caffeine? In yeah. It? There's caffeine-free Diet Coke, which is in like a bronze bottle and impossible to find. Hmm. Um, and so I just opened the freezer to get ice cubes out and it, it like fully exploded. So I left <laughs> it in all night. Like the whole freezer's fucked. It's covered in. Oh, in the freezer. Yeah. Grace. There's, fr- there's like fr- frozen Diet Coke everywhere. I love that. Wait. Another thing I need to tell you. Yes. Well, you know because I sent you a photo. But the list is Choc Tops are now available in an ice cream format, which is huge news for girls huge. who love Choc Tops in <laughs> Australia and New Zealand who go to the movies. Because I because I swear to fucking God, like why on earth do the movie theatres anywhere other than Australia and New Zealand not have Choc Tops available? It's it so is, weird. It's a travesty. I've had like full... I've pissed off so many people at movie cinemas, you, your your old job, um, yeah. asking to see all the numerous different ice creams available and none ever um, Measure are as good up. as a chalk top. But I found one in a convenience store and obviously immediately sent you a photo of it. There's also Ferrero Rocher um, chalk ice creams in Italy. Did you know that? Um, I don't think I knew it. But I'm not shocked. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have one of them. That's nice. Okay, so Florence Pugh. Yeah, very excited to discuss this topic. Basically, we have a thing and just we're only going to mention the Patreon once. So everyone just get over it. We talked about (laughs) Florence Pugh and the Patreon last week. I wish I want to also say like I sometimes forget that all the girlies aren't on there. And I know that obviously it's paid and it's something we cannot expect everyone to join. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I just I, I just am sad because we speak about these things and then I realize that some people haven't heard it. And I was trying to figure out a way to give it away for free the other day and it's like impossible. We can do some like giveaways. But then we were, well, I don't actually know how we do it. Uh, okay. Let's but look. I get drunk and like 
often add random people to our close friends. Aww, <laughs> if you're asked nicely enough. Anyway, the, the difference is because it's not open, we can kind of talk about things a bit more just based off like Dumois blinds and like with less uh, journalistic rigor. Whereas mm-hmm. now the kind of rumors about the Florence Pugh, don't worry, darling, issues, maybe beef with Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde now feels like it's very mainstream press because she's done this interview with Harper's Bazaar, which is her first big kind of profile tied to Don't Worry Darling. She seems to be – what she says and what she doesn't say seem to be somewhat critical of the film. And page six and people have, like, run now tabloid but stories that basically affirm what was being said on Dubois for months in the sense of, like, they're turning into proper mainstream rumors <laughs> yes and if you've missed these rumors completely we well we were basically discussing this last week but now there's a huge new update because florence Pugh's on the cover of harper's bazaar ahead of don't worry darling's release next month um and essentially it's that florence and olivia wilde have had a falling out and or something is going on there and a lot of sources are saying that this is to do with Olivia Wilde's relationship with Harry Styles, which allegedly overlapped with her marriage with Jason Sudeikis and Florence Pugh's ex-boyfriend, as we just found out yesterday, Zach Braff, was really good friends with Jason Sudeikis. They worked together on that Ted Lasso show. And um, essentially, yeah, Florence hadn't been sharing any any, uh, of the, what is it? Press material? What? Olivia like, Wilde yeah, promotional, promotional material, yeah. Yeah, material that Olivia Wilde was sharing on her Instagram. And Olivia Wilde literally did this shout out to Florence being like, watching this woman work was so amazing. And Florence just didn't even like or share it. Yeah. Last She's week. done a few now. She's So she did yes. that one. Then she did another one with the um, – she's basically like by name called out Florence Pugh in what feels like a kind of sad attempt to just get some sort of <laughs> – social media engagement to like quash these rumors and Florence is just left, right and center refusing to take the bait. And then she also hasn't shared anything. She's also been sharing about a lot of her other projects at the same time. So she shared a poster for Oppenheimer, which is like a new film that's not coming out for quite a while while all of the don't worry darling stuff was going on when she hadn't shared anything about it and then shared a book of June because she's going to be in the new June project. And as we discussed, she's very like trigger happy on Instagram. She's happy to jump on and debunk a rumor or be really fiery and open about criticism or things that are being said about her in the press. So it feels like this, you know, gaping, her silence feels like it speaks volumes on stuff in regards to don't worry darling. So it was all speculated but the Harper's Bazaar article seemed to like confirm elements of what was being said. Basically, yeah. So the the title is Florence Pugh is just being honest. Yeah, and she loved and this article because her caption on Instagram like called out the writer by name, said, "I am so grateful I to just this person." Saw that. To- I was just, I know, as you jealous. were talking, I was just stalking Andrea Cutler on Instagram. And she just said that like, she did such an amazing job of like letting my words speak for themselves and giving me the like framing me in this way that I loved so you know that she really stands by everything that's said in the piece yeah so essentially 
I love when <laughs> Florence Pugh says, so the writer Andrea Cutler says, Congrats to the Hun. Congrats to the Hun says that when, yeah, Wilde and Styles became romantically linked, the internet went into overdrive. When the t- trailer debuted in May, the sex scenes were predictably what was seized upon. And then Florence says, when it's reduced to your sex scenes or to watch the most famous wor- famous man in the world go down on someone, it's not why we do it. It's not why I'm in this industry. Obviously, the nature of hiring the most famous pop star in the world, you're going to have conversations like that. That's just not what I'm going to be discussing because this movie is bigger and better than that and the people who made it are bigger and better than that and it just made me feel like it was a dig at Olivia Wilde for hiring Harry Styles for that role. It felt like a dig for hiring him plus a dig at because I think Olivia Wilde has spoken about the sex scenes and has spoken about like how she's really proud of them and they're going to be really saucy and she's like there's quotes of her saying what happened to really great sex scenes? Like in the 80s, I'm so happy these sex scenes are so great. So I feel like it's a more targeted jab as well at saying taking this story and reducing it to horny sex scenes, which has then – it's been seized upon by the media, but I do think she's maybe correct in her veiled criticism that the media has felt able to zoom in on that because in Olivia Wilde's Vogue profile, she spoke quite a lot about the sex scenes and the like – the word cunnilingus is so disgusting it should be illegal. Scene. Going down on scene. What word did you just say? Cunnilingus. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't know what else. What is the other name for it? <laughs> what does that word mean? It means like eating pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it and you made me say it. But. Yeah, yeah, going down on, I guess. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that felt like a, a targeted thing. And then she made this huge point of saying the actual people that made this film possible were like the nurses and medical staff who were there every single day who made the work environment safe to work at. She basically said... Though she hasn't seen the film yet, which is set to debut at Venice Film Festival later this month, her reverence for the... Okay, she hasn't seen the film. I don't know if that's... I actually don't know if that's normal or not. That's quite crazy. I would fucking... What, is she going to see it for the first time at Venice Film Festival? Because that's insane. Yeah. I I would hate that. Yeah. I I actually don't know what's normal with that. Mm. Um. Her reverence for the crew and COVID nurses who arrived to set as early as 2 a.m. to ensure the film's production is evident. If I'll shout about one thing, she says, it's that these people made that movie happen. They came to work every day on time and fully respected the process. That, I don't know. I don't know if we're all just reading into that. That feels like a dick. (laughs) Yes. So... And she said they came to work every day on time and fully respected the process. It's about the COVID nurses that were testing everyone. And there's like not a word about Olivia Wilde or Harry Styles who are like her director and co-worker. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then she says. It's like me talking about the podcast without ever mentioning you. Emily, if there's one person who makes this podcast work, it's Emily. She shows up on <laughs> yes. time. She respects the process. Yes. She does the edits. <laughs> And then she said later on, referring to all these new projects she's just started filming, 
I feel like I am now getting into this groove in my career where I'm knowing what I can take, what I can give and what I will not accept. So these are the only quotes and she loves the article and she hasn't said anything anywhere, which as we said, when we discussed this last week, it's like the amount of times that people have worked on sets with difficult directors, difficult co-stars and have just towed the party line and smiled and said, I loved working with them. It was a really great experience. Smile, smile. Like you don't have to say much. The fact that she oh won't even put a bandaid God, on it wait. is insane. I'm in the, okay. I'm in her comments. Okay. So she posted the Harper's Bazaar cover, right? And she's just like, la, 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 this is great. And then I'm scrolling through the comments because I'm scrolling to see if, I don't know, because Harry Styles' stylist, Harry Lambert, had commented on when she shared, because Florence has now shared the poster because it's obviously like written in her contract mm-hmm. and she has to do that. And then she's now shared the Harper's Bazaar cover. And then Don't Worry Darling commented, the film, commented, we're changing the world. And then someone underneath goes, at don't worry darling no and then someone else goes at don't worry darling get out of here and then someone else said girl read the room at don't worry darling <laughs> girl read the room and then someone else said at don't worry darling at least read the article <laughs> <laughs> at don't worry darling she didn't tag you she's calling out your director damn so tell me you didn't read the article without telling me you didn't read the article wow crazy and then so to add to this, in this page six article about whatever was, was going on behind the scenes, they said, which I think we all missed at the time, on the blue carpet in support of Tiffany & Co. opening in London this week, Pew was asked about working with Harry Styles. I actually also interviewed Florence Pugh on that red carpet, but didn't ask her about this, obviously. She said that Styles was a total professional and it was a great experience working together. She then spoke about the cinematography and styling, saying it was a joy to walk into the hair and makeup trailer every day, noting that the way everything noting the way that everything looks delicious and golden, but she had nothing to say to journalists about her director Olivia Wilde. So this is back in May. Wow. So it's like what happened? It's like a thing. But I but like we we have both said I like, we yeah. feel a lot we feel very conflicted about this because I think the internet has so much goodwill and affection for Florence Pugh because she stood by her man Zach Braff when she had no like reason to. And she <laughs> and she like the Valentino free the nipple thing, the you know, she's just been a very outspoken, authentic, real, honest, legit person in Hollywood and she's so incredibly talented and you just get the sense that she's not petty and that she wouldn't do this kind of thing over nothing but at the same time it's like the Harry Styles standum is so hideous to Olivia Wilde people are so horrible about her online that I also just feel like conflicted because this Florence Pugh narrative we don't know what it's about but it also seems to just be like she's Olivia Wilde's just getting it on all sides and I it feels very like sexist. I know. Yeah. It's I mean the way the way the um <laughs> you lifting up your empty drink to try and get a last a, a final last sip little of droplet Paloma. Out. Yeah, I need to top up my champagne. Mm-hmm. The yeah, I mean obviously the Harry Styles fans are fucked up and similar to the way that I mean, no, that's not similar because Olivia Wilde is not Zach Braff. But I was gonna say that it's just really that part of it is just really stupid and lame and people should just leave her and her cute little dancing at his concerts alone. 
And in this, I feel as though in my bones, it can't be much. It will be to do with professionalism. It'll be to do with the fact that Olivia Wilde maybe kind of dropped the ball a bit with being a proper director and a proper boss because she was bussing Harry Styles as most would probably do in the same situation. But the Dumas blind, we were laughing at it. It's so funny because it said um, Olivia Wilde was so distracted on set because of her late budding romance and therefore she dropped the ball The ball and Florence had to pick up the slack. I was like, what does that even mean? Like she was like, okay, action on set, like rolling, go. Like, how do you pick up the slack on set if you're an actor? And the like, I just, yes. it also feels a bit sus- like suspect that Olivia Wilde can't boss Harry Styles and also like do her job. You know? Yeah. I'm now just on Twitter looking at all the responses. I don't believe, also, we've t- we talked about this yesterday, but I don't believe that it was about pay disparity, even though, as you said, it makes sense because. That is something that Florence Pugh would get angry about. But Florence Pugh would probably, like, say that out loud if it was that. Yeah, exactly. I know. I just rather – I just feel like not to criticize her about it. I don't know how, like, aware celebrities are. They're obviously quite aware, but of, like, internet chatter. I feel like maybe if Florence Pugh understood the barrage of hate that Olivia Wilde gets from Harry Styles' mega stands that is a lot of the time tied to, like, ageism – then maybe she would put a bit more effort into like concealing this just for like the greater good of not having one of the most prominent female directors being like dragged down in this way over a personal mm-hmm. dispute. But then maybe there's something that we don't know behind the scenes that is why. But if that's the case, I'm like, just say it. Yeah, but I mean, I guess, yeah, but I, but I guess she is, she is saying it in a way. So I guess she must be pretty pissed off about the way that Olivia Wilde's making it all about the sex because Mm -hmm. if you've worked on a project and you've worked really hard at it and then it's being reduced to sex scenes she's obviously really fucked off about that yeah that's so true and that's so like fair I didn't really think about that until I read this and I was like that is if a male director did that everyone would be like that's disgusting why are you talking about that and secondly I think everyone sees this movie now as like a Harry Styles Florence Pugh thing and it's meant to be Florence Pugh's the main actor. Harry Styles is like a small supporting role. Again, he plays her husband, but the whole thing is about her. It's her movie and it's been completely just overshadowed and turned into Harry Styles' movie. <laughs> I know. Slash Olivia Wilde. Yeah. Also, normal people has already done this. Done what? Just have horny, sick, really good horny sex scenes. I th- I read something somewhere because it's based on a book that people have read, and I I don't want to give spoilers away, but there's because it's obviously Stepford Wivesy and weird. Apparently, there is like something that if you've read the book will make you cre- like the sex is not meant to actually be sexy. There's meant to be some kind of sinister undertone to it. So people are saying like the way Olivia Wilde is talking about it is like doubly troubling because of what the movie's ultimately about. Right. But then people just, like, draw the longest bows. Like, she – I saw she posted, like, one – like, one of her genre, like, Instagram stories um, being, like, happy birthday, Stanley Kubrick. And then on Twitter, like, thousands and thousands of people were, like – 
Olivia Wilde supports Stanley Kubrick, who like terrorized Shelley Duvall on the set of The Shining in 1981. I'm like, okay, we all just need to calm down. (laughs) This is like too far. Get off the fucking internet today. Yeah. Sorry, I need to get off of Twitter, basically. Yeah. I mean, as we did say, and I'll say it again, we must work hard to get ourselves to Venice Film Festival. Yes. To see this in the flesh. Being there for opening night. And by work hard, I mean we just need to, like, book a plane ticket and bus some the right PR. Yes. Because... As you say, so we had a discussion about this and we're like, how can we possibly, he was like, I'll interview, <laughs> I'll interview Harry and Olivia and Florence for like one of the many magazines that you write for. And you're like, and then I'll sneak in a microphone to record what they say. And I was like, you'll literally have to do that anyway. <laughs> I was laughing so hard when I was re- re-listening to that. And I said that I'd wear a big coat and sneak Emily, our editor, <laughs> underneath the coat into the room so that we can record it for the podcast. But the truth of the matter is the whole thing would already be recorded because that's what I would have This is our, like, imposter syndrome. You could, like, definitely – I mean, both of us could definitely probably do a junket, but it's now just so – it's just spitting into chaos that so everyone's going to want to be there and everyone will want to be there for the screening because if it's bad the vibes will be so awkward if it's great you know like the celebrities are all going to be in the room it's going to be quite amazing i don't even care about being in the room i just want to be in the same city we just stay in an airbnb in venice for the night that <laughs> stay on a canal boat and fly like, home hiding i hate venice it's literally swimming with pigeons my oh my god yeah second nemesis after mice do you hate mice, pigeons, or raisins more? Probably like if you look. If you asked me a year ago, <laughs> pigeons, raisins, mice. If you asked me today, <laughs> since I've seen a certain little friend of mine, a certain housemate last week, I would say mice, mice, mice. Yeah. Apparently, I mean, mice like about- raisins. Did I tell you this when I was laying the trap for the <laughs> mouse? I googled it. And I'm not surprised. Everyone said it's a lie. They don't like cheese, but they love raisins, and they especially love chocolate covered raisins. So I bought this little fucking spoiled boy <laughs> some Cadbury covered raisins. <laughs> oh my god! Because you're trying to kill him. No, I was putting him. I put it in a humane trap. He just didn't bite. He could even he <laughs> sees that raisins are disgusting. He blew up the diet coke in the freezer. <laughs> it's like, it's like gorilla warfare, war. like um, <laughs> narcos. Yeah, because he came out after. Oh my god, I can't stop laughing. He came out after we were saying yesterday that he had allies. We were and talking about him. Night. I hadn't seen him in so long. His ears pricked up being discussed. He's an egomaniac. <laughs> and he – here's what's curious. So I was keeping Mouse at bay <laughs> with a box of tea over the tiny small hole in the kitchen that he comes in and out of. I know, and then I needed some tea and I had to go down and get That's, yeah. the tea out of the fucking trap. In hindsight, it doesn't make much sense, but I just – I hadn't seen him, so I thought it worked. And then I was sitting on the couch watching a movie and in Mouse's defense, it was like a hot day. I think he just wanted to get out of 
wherever he lives. And <laughs> I was watching a movie and now because of mouse, I see mice in my peripheral vision all the time. Like I think like my reflection is a mouse. I <laughs> yeah. think things on the street are mice. Like I, he's sent me insane. And yeah. I, so when I think I see it, I'm like, it's not actually a mouse, relax. And then I looked and it was him <laughs> and he just effortlessly pushed the tea box away. So it's like you've always been, he's able been to like, do that. <laughs> yeah. He's been like moving it away and then going back in and like putting it back. Like, like, what has he been doing? He's so cool. Like he's just like, yes, I can do this when I want to, but I've been like giving you your space. And, and then what did he do? He just came out. He came out and then my window was open so all my neighbors could hear and I just went, mouse, <laughs> and like, ran like he was my son and then ran into the kitchen and then he ran back in and then I put the tea box back and then another box on top of it and then I'm watching the movie and I look back a minute later and he's pushed them he's like some superhuman oh my like 15 god. times his body weight he's moved them both out of the way oh my god and I was like mouse what are you doing and I ran back into the kitchen and then he ran under the dishwasher which is so disgusting so there's like a whole other like he's he's just he knows so much more than we ever thought he's got all yeah. these entry points yeah. He's going to almost end my relationship. I, like, called Zach in hysterics <laughs> and he was like, it's just not that big a deal. Like, he was like, <laughs> and then I was so upset. Oh, my God. I just wanted to be heard and understood. Yeah. I don't know what to do. My boyfriend says it's not that deep when I'm angry about something. And then deep. I was like, yeah, I was like, if you fucking say that to me again, I'm going to scream. And then he hadn't said it to me in ages. And then I heard him say it on the phone to, like, a colleague and I was like you can't say that to people yeah it's not that deep about the mouse yeah yeah Zach said something like that to me and I said quote unquote this is just good old good old-fashioned 1950s gaslighting (laughs) (laughs) it is I am like it is that deep it It always is that fucking deep a rodent in the home is that deep (laughs) gaslighting Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, we need to move on yeah. to a very, very, very important article that came out on People magazine yesterday. I love this story. I need to bring it up right now. Okay, Joe Jonas, an unlikely uh, feminist hero <laughs> who's 
toppling the patriarchy with every Botox injection in his gorgeous little face, gets candid about using injectables in his new campaign. In quotes, we can be open and honest. So the musician spoke to people about a new partnership with an injectable brand called Exomen. Yeah, so this is this is not Botox. This is what I realized during my well, thorough it is, research. It, it, no, because Botox is a brand. Like, that's what I mean. So it's like the same thing, but we can't. But it, it, yeah, he's questioning the Botox narrative. He doesn't want them to have monopoly on Botox. <laughs> well, no, because Botox is one brand, but there is another brand that's like super, super Botox. Or oh, now fucking Exomin's coming up. Oh, Dye Sport is another one that's like just as kind of well known as Botox. So when you go to get Botox, often you get Dysport. Right. Not actually Botox. Botox is just the word we all use. So it's like champagne is how like champagne should be from the champagne region, but like we call champagne champagne. Yes. Uh Okay. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So now Exomen wants to get into the mix. So, yeah, it is Botox. Uh, it's just a new brand. And he just said, basically, basically he's obviously a new ambassador, but him opening up about getting Botox is quite groundbreaking. And it was making me laugh so much because he was talking about, you know, he's 33. He uses it to get rid of wrinkles and fine lines. What I was just laughing so much about is how that Joe Jonas saying he gets Botox He's saying on the record that he gets more Botox than Kim Kardashian currently has on the record. This, I'm like, something just doesn't add up. Okay, this is the thing I wanted to talk to you about because it's like, okay, Joe Jonas getting Botox and doing Sponcom for it. I love it. I think it's an inspired, oh, yes. brilliant move. I like him more and more the more I know about him. I wasn't a Jonas mm-hmm. Brothers girl, so I don't have much context on him, but I like that he married Sophie Turner and I like that he's doing Botox SponCon, which I think are the only two things I can list (laughs) about him. And I think it's great because he's kind of framing it in this way of it's just a thing that people do and it's fine and I'd rather get something that's safe and it's just part of looking after yourself, self-care, blah, 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 all that bullshit. But I was like the first person to come out and do it, the first celebrity to come out and do SponCon with a Botox brand is a dude. Like what's up what's up with that? Yes. That's crazy. I know some celebrities have come out and said they get it, but it's like you say, it's someone who looks like Kim Kardashian being like, I just get like <laughs> a little bit here and there. She Kim Kardashian said the only place she has any work done in her face right now is a little bit a little bit, she said that, of Botox in between her frown lines. That's it. That is I was sick. like Kimmy. It's sick Kimmy? that she can get away with saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but it's the same as gorgy little Bella Hadid saying the only thing she's had done is a nose job, age 14, that she regrets. I remember growing into it. Chloe Sevigny, when she did just being like the classic icon she is, when she did her Into the Gloss top shelf, this was like five or six years ago, she said, this is the products I use, blah, 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 and I get a little bit of Botox done here and here. And it was the first time I'd seen a celebrity be like genuinely open and candid about it and framing it in this way of like, it's the same as like getting my hair done and getting blah, blah, blah. I think since then, I can't really think of any celebrities that have genuinely come out and done it. And I don't think any female celebrities could get away with shilling for it like this. But I also think that's maybe because it is like a bit suspect to 
do SponCon for Botox. And maybe Joe Jonas is like getting away with the fact that it's kind of because there are like side effects and downsides and it does kind of normalize it to young people. Yeah, of course. I think I think women aren't coming out and and actively saying it because it's I don't know, reinforcing. Yes. These like terrible beauty standards that we all live within in anyway but i think that they would get slammed for it for sure so it's like oh, it's random that he's not is he getting slammed for it at all i saw on his he posted on instagram and people were saying i thought this was a joke this is weird and random <laughs> <laughs> but i guess joe Jonas he... opens up about using injectables quote we're all getting older <laughs> stop <laughs> i know i'm just he did this interview it's so funny as well because Sophie so Turner probably just like doesn't actually get Botox. She's probably just like, okay. She is like the best thing about him, truly. Okay, so he got it done once. The, the Allure article as well, I think he did one interview and it was with Allure. And the journalist is like full Botox propaganda. She's like, we all remember our first time getting Botox and it was life-changing. Tell us about yours. I was like, settle. That's crazy. And he goes... I liked that it relieved the area, the area talking about the 11s a little bit. And I was like, okay, this is great without it being too much for my liking. I appreciated that it wasn't over the top. It's very light. <laughs> Gorgeous. I agree. It's very, like, it's nice to know that the experience of getting Botox is so universal. Yeah. I also just find it funny that Joe Jonas is like the only He's 33 and he's like the only man in Hollywood that's ever... It's just funny because so much of the focus is on women in Hollywood getting work done to look younger and Joe Jonas is the only man. And and I think it was kind of obviously, you know, men get work done. And I was in a sauna just two days ago and these three guys were in the sauna beside me talking about getting Botox. Awesome. Um, But... It's funny because until he said that, I'd never actually actively thought about all the men in Hollywood doing it as well, secretly. And they're probably all pissed off because they were getting away with it without anyone focusing on them because everyone was focusing on women getting it done. I'm like, how much Botox does George Clooney have? How much does Bradley Cooper have? Yeah. And it's and it's just so annoying that this narrative is always on women for being superficial and XYZ when... Yes. These guys are doing it as well. Yes. So Jezebel wrote like a very fun, snarky piece about it. And they said, Love. with the exception of Simon Cowell and Gordon Ramsay, who have been fairly transparent about their use of Botox and fillers, many of Tinseltown's most time-honored faces, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Ryan Seacrest, John Travolta, and Daniel Craig have inspired speculation but haven't copped to a single syringe. Regardless, Jonas told people that he hoped that this silence would soon be broken. There were talks at one point of, oh, men can't do this or it's weird for guys to do that, but I think the stigma is fading and I like that. Guys are more openly wearing makeup and it's great to see. It's like do whatever you want. It's a beautiful generation that we're living in. My God. I know he's such a pea brain. But, yeah, I think that the biggest myth and that book that we read by Heather Widow's Perfect Me, and you interviewed her, really touched on that as well, that the biggest shift in the beauty industry is that men – I think there's this myth that men aren't affected by beauty standards, but their beauty standards are just different and they've also felt like shame and stigma about being able to admit that they 
care about beauty standards. So it's almost like what's changing now is not that they care about it for the first time. It's that they're allowed to admit that they care about it more. Yeah. Do you think Harry Styles gets Botox? Probably. I was just thinking that. Probably. It's a thing with, uh, I don't know, what, what, what is the word for it? But how when men get older, they are deemed sexier anyway. So I, I do find it kind of surprising because I think that most good looking men we find hotter when they have wrinkles, which is so fucked up. In terms of, like, it's not fucked up, but it's fucked up that we don't think it's beautiful when women have them. Yeah, I I wonder that as well. Like, what, say, Brad Pitt as an example, because he looks very kind of weather-beaten and sexy. He doesn't look plastic or done. So I I wonder if they have maybe hyper-specific things that they get that aren't Botox, I guess. Yeah, or he's had Botox, but, in yeah, in specific places or kind of enough that he has a few wrinkles but not like i mean he does have quite a few wrinkles but leo's definitely getting botox no fucking doubt about that no doubt leo bradley cooper also a huge uh candidate <laughs> for the male botox movement yes toby Maguire probably toby Maguire. <laughs> everyone in leonardo dicaprio's gross what's that <laughs> group he was in called yeah like the pussy patrol or something oh my god yuck do you think pete davidson gets botox i feel like him he's a candidate kanye's a candidate for sure oh my god also on dumois they posted a blind this is just uh speaking of brad they posted a blind saying that this girl said she bust a hot french chef from a very fancy restaurant and he said that brad pitt was in a private dining room for hours dining with a famous model whose divorce has been in the headlines recently. Yes, I saw, yeah, M. Ryder and Brad Pitt. I saw something about that when I was in Paris as well. Some, some, yeah, yeah, I think it's legit. Yeah, and then she said, yeah, she basically also said, I hope, um, whatever, I hope she had a good time. Sounds like her ex-husband is a dirtbag. I'm like, that is heavenly for M. Ryder husband to cheat on her and for her to go to paris and bus brad pitt major i expect nothing less proud of her no of course i'm like sebastian (laughs) bear mcclay i can't wait for us to all go back to not remembering that name again i've already almost yeah it's unfair that we were forced to in the first place i don't know how he did that he obviously has bde like massively I think for someone like her, a guy who acts like he couldn't give a fuck if she was alive or dead would be, like, very <laughs> attractive. I mean, broken. <laughs> it's attractive to, for all of us. That's what I mean. Women, we have, like, a chip missing. Apparently the rise of Botox in men is actually really high. They still make up a very small proportion of the amount of men that get Botox. It's, like, 6%, but the growth year on year is 381% year on year. Wait, I literally included this in an article I wrote. It's all coming back to me now. For when I was writing about the Botox boom after the pandemic for Vice, Mm -hmm. and it was a huge increase in men getting Botox then because obviously all of the 
suits and businessmen were moving their calls to Zoom. And men obviously, men just look in the mirror less than women. They just mm-hmm. do take less selfies, whatever. But when you're on Zoom and looking at a camera as we are right now, you can see fate that each other's face you can see your face and then all these men started noticing how they looked and started going to clinics and saying that they didn't like how their face looked in the camera and i was like welcome boys welcome to the self-loathing club this is why i think botox is like welcome to hell it's like a moving train that will never stop that's why i think that normalizing it is better than not normalizing it because i don't know if people have an opportunity to not feel like they're getting older, they're just always going to do it if it's there. So you may as well be honest about it instead of – and, like, give people the option instead of having a conspiracy of silence and lying and then leaving swathes of the population feeling like shit because they feel like they're the only people they know who are looking older. Yeah, but as we've talked about a bunch as well, uh, it is such a, like, class issue. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not ugly, just poor. And how we say that, yes. you know, you – Go into the the whatever clinic with a photo of Kim Kardashian, but if you're not paying top dollar, you're not going to walk out of there looking like Kim Kardashian. And that's why so many people have those like botched lip fillers that are really, really obvious. And then you think that that's the only way lip filler looks, so that's all you think that those are the only people you think get work done. But actually, everyone who can afford it is getting uh, more chill work done that you barely notice, but it makes them look better. And it's just. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know. It's like normalizing it is kind of is a good thing, or just normalizing yeah, it in the sense of someone like Joe Jonas it. saying, "I get this done." I guess yes. is a net positive. Yes. But uh, yeah, it, it it is also quite fucked. It is still pumping like toxins into your face and like numbing your yeah. It's, cra- muscles. it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And also, he's thirty three. Like that's not. I don't know. It's pretty. It's just yeah. We're we're all crazy. I was even just looking at the photos of him on people, and he looks like an AI. He actually looks like an AI bot in these exclusive people photos. Yes, he also in the uh, little tr- little little ad that he did. Has <laughs> I it- haven't seen the little ad that he. Oh, did. you should watch. It's so silly. Um, he has a Maison Balzac graph. <laughs> Does he gorgeous? In the same color as mine. Gorge. Do you think Sophie's? Do you think Sophie's like, what are you doing? I find him hot. I, I do, but I think it's because well, I yeah. assume that Sophie Turner would only marry someone genuinely cool. Yeah, I think he's funny, etc. But I don't know. I'm like, do you need the money to be doing this? Yeah, apparently he's worth forty million US dollars. Which again, like, I'm vaguely aware that the Jonas Brothers are very famous, but I'm like, that's that's a lot of money. And her Game of Thrones money. Yeah, I'm like, I feel like they could live comfortably without this Botox spawn con. Okay, this is like really, yeah, do you know, exactly. We talk about things in this kind of, what is the word where it's not like, when we're not, talk- <laughs> when we're not talking about it as, as like a. We're not being critical, like culturally no, critical. No, like the word of being like, we're talking about this as kind of a, a thing we're like analyzing this phenomenon but mm-hmm. we're not talking about it as you say as like putting these actually going to a clinic and putting needles in your face that are pumping toxins into your body and as you go on to his instagram stories which i'm on now there's these really suave i don't he, he looks kind of like i don't know 
what's up with this aesthetic. But he's got his hair like gelled back and he's wearing this purple floral open top and a necklace, which is cute. Um, what's it giving? It's giving like young Pablo Escobar vibes or something. <laughs> Miami. Miami shit. Yeah. And then you flick through. He looks really hot. He's playing guitar at one point. And then you flick through and then there's three slides, Grace, of it running through all of the warnings about the product. <laughs> three three videos of it going down like this, yeah. all down warning, may cause serious side effects that can be life-threatening, like spread of toxin effects. In some cases, the effect may blah, blah, blah. Like it's just, it's quite intense. It's great. I mean, we've had, we've both had Botox done before. And yes. before you get it done, they're like, so just can you sign this thing that says that, like, if your eyelid droops down to your fucking lips that you can't sue us, then, like, you might be paralyzed <laughs> yeah. in the face. And your whole body is just like, this is insane, 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 this is insane. If this yes. goes wrong, this is insane. And then afterwards you're like, see, that was fine. <laughs> like, it's, it yeah. is fucked so, up. It's crazy. Yeah, so I haven't had it in, like, a while. And, I'm, and because it's summer, I was just driving a boat <laughs> again. <laughs> And was frowning and feel, and then looked at my, caught myself looking in the mirror and I was like, oh God, I can see my frown lines. But then when I literally, when I book, so the last time I booked to get Botox, I booked it, whatever, forgot about it. And then the day before started feeling grumpy, anxious, snappy, whatever. That morning was like, I'm just going to cancel. Like, I just don't want to do it. Like rah, rah, rah. Feeling just like really Mm-hmm. upset about the whole thing because it is it is just this weird thing that we do and then i went and was like don't know just feeling and also because everyone gaslights you into saying they don't do it you just feel like you're this horrible person letting down the feminist cause and that you're like and I, I genuinely, more self-absorbed and vain than anyone else when it's like yeah literally you, and you yeah, dubbed yeah, the term and I, facial infidelity it's like such a thing Yes, And I look at people like, oh, I don't want to say names because that's bad, but I look at some celebrities who I really love and when they speak, their foreheads move and they have little eye wrinkles, but it's like you're watching it and you're like, you've tastefully got work done to make it look like you're too cool to get work done. Like you can just tell in the yes. way, like everything, the collagen's in all the right places, the skin's smooth, there's no sagging, but they'll have like a little bit of movement in their forehead because it's not cool to look like you get Botox. Yes. You know, like it's sick. Yeah. Our society's yeah. broken. It's, it's, it's shit. Um, I love like weather-beaten looking older women. I, w- I would much rather look like that than a like a housewife same. facelift. But I'm also vibe. like with women, for example, like I don't know why Cindy Crawford's popping into my brain or Julia Roberts. Mm, they both have great or Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. They, they all have wrinkles in their faces, right? Yes. But they all would get work done so that their wrinkles are not as much as they would look if they completely hadn't had anything done and looked. Do you know what I mean? It's like 100%. you get Botox and it wears off after three months. So it's like right now or six, three or six months or whatever. So it's like I have, I can move my forehead. I have, I'm frowning. I have wrinkles right now. And wrinkles stay. So once you, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the scary thing. Once you have a wrinkle, it's just there forever. And that's why they always tell you to get Botox so that you prevent yourself from getting wrinkles. So it's like even now if I get Botox, I still have wrinkles. Mm-hmm. So it kind of looks like I haven't got it. Do you know what I mean? So it's like I do think that they've had work done, but just 
they don't do it every six months. They do it once a year or they do baby Botox or whatever. And they've played the long game. I feel like SJP is like the most perfect example. I was talking to someone about this the other day. Like her and just like that. She is, she's like a connoisseur of the entertainment business and she's a connoisseur of her own skin because her and just like that, she just looks so fresh and amazing and it's so obvious she's just got tiny, subtle, tasteful work done over like 30 years. Yeah. And then everyone was having a go at poor Kristen. Kristen? Yeah, the girl who – yeah, Charlotte – because she obviously just like lived her life and then was like, oh, this show's back and like probably just got a little bit of work done before and then it looked like really uncanny intense. because yeah. it, it, it's like yeah. a patch up job. It's it's so bad. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Maybe just men get Botox and women don't <laughs> as a way of like flipping the narrative. Um or all fixing men the gender pay gaps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, love you guys. Need to fill up my champagne yes, for our next, next time. Trip. It's time. It's time. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.